Welcome to the Conscious Coaches on the Mission, the podcast where we take super inspiring and profitable mindset, energetics, and online business strategy and get it into the hands of the most heart-centered people like you, creating mission-driven, soul-aligned businesses. I'm your host, Eugenia Oganova. I am a clairvoyant seven-figure business strategist, personal transformation expert, and a messaging energetics coach with over 20 years of experience. I'm the owner and CEO of TranscensionGate.com and the creator of the Conscious Future Method. I'm also a best-selling author of three books, and I've been featured in over 100 publications, specializing in helping spiritual coaches and healers sustainably scale into multiple six and seven figures without forcing themselves to work harder by weaving masculine business strategy to feminine quantum energetics and customizing with their unique soul design and mission. Twice per week, in my 20-minute conversations, I'll be celebrating one lucky conscious entrepreneur on a unique mission, their expertise, business growth, leadership, and contribution to human awakening. Stick around to the end of the show. In 20 minutes, I'll reveal how you can be my next guest. Let's do it. Our today's guest is Amanda Matola. She is the owner of the Otraway, and she is um, the person who teaches her clients how to elevate their brand, how to um, share their mission through their promotional materials, through products that they create. So welcome, Amanda. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so glad that we get to have this conversation because one of the things I see so often with um, companies and that start to kind of reach out to their um, audience by having products is that there's a lot of junky products. There's a lot of just this stuff that clogs up the world and people think that they have to do it because at some point, this is how you like tell people about their brand. Obviously, you have a different view on that. So tell us, yeah. how do you see this? Yeah, I see, you know, the products that I select for my clients come from intention because I feel like without intention, there's no purpose. And when you don't have purpose, you're not going to achieve your goal of getting um, that prospect or that client to remember you and truly connect with you. When you um, select the right items, you have that, you know, I feel instantaneous connection and they'll keep that item longer. Um, it's very important to kind of establish that relationship. And as you know, with business coaching, it's a series of connections that um, happen over time, which really develop into a stronger, uh, sustainable, long-term relationship with someone. Yeah. And the goal of having some sort of a product to give to your audience or whoever your followers are is to invite them to maybe become your client? Or is it more like if they have a high-end coaching business, let's say, and they want to have some gifts for their clients? Like, how do you see this? Yeah, it's 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 there's multiple folds, folds to it. Um, I have worked with people before that do an initial gift. I've also worked with, um, I have a, a tarot card reader client and she also does some, you know, coaching and work with, um, you know, her clients on a really intimate level. And we did business cards that had the tarot deck on the back. And then on the, on the reverse side was her business card. So what she would do is she would give on the spot readings when she would go to networking events and places where she met people, or if she just really connected with someone, she would whip out one of her cards and say, would you mind if I gave you a quick reading? 
And right there, it creates a memory for the person receiving it. And it increased her sales and she was able to, you know, give someone a gift because she loves what she does. So that little, um, you know, quick kind of on the spot reading was just a little, you know, kind of paying it forward, you know, in her community and helping people, um, giving them some, you know, it's just an interesting connection. But the other side of that would be, yeah, the referral partner gifting. So if you have someone that's really sending you a lot of clients, if it's an existing client who just, you know, loves you to pieces and keeps sending you more and more people from their network, um, I like to reward people that help me take care and grow my business. I'm a huge gift giver. Sometimes it gets me into trouble with my husband when <laughs> he looks at the, you know, the credit card, he's like, Hey, you know, you're spending so much on gifts. So I, I've been, I've been put on a, a gifting budget because I always come bearing gifts. It's just, it's a, it's a good habit, but it could turn into a bad habit. So that's a great opportunity. Um, you know, client gifts are always nice too. And I also have some people that give like milestone gifts mm-hmm. um, during different parts of the relationship. So kind of like a surprise and delight. So you, you know, you onboard someone, you give them, you know, maybe like a, like a one tier gift and then you work together longer or they, you know, register to work with you, you know, invest in themselves and in you for a long duration of time. Um, It's nice to reward and reward the relationship. And it doesn't have to come from a place of, oh, I have to do this. You know, I, I like to tell people when you do something like that, it's coming from a you know, just a gr- a grat- gratitude standpoint. Well, yeah, it is a generosity-based marketing and a generosity-based relationship with the client. That's a very similar thing that I teach my clients as well, is that we give first and, you know, it's not like buy from me, buy from me. It's, you know, here yeah. is something, here is something. So that's very much in alignment with being a conscious person. So I know that you're empathic and you have intuition and you use that when you help your clients kind of figure out what they need um, to put their effort into and their investment in with you because that costs income for them to do so. So this is also part of an investment, how that meant to return to their business somehow. Mm -hmm. So can you speak a little bit how you use your intuition and your empathic sense to help someone when they come in? Because they might be in their head they might be like thinking and you probably will have a different view on (laughs) what actually is needed than whatever they thinking yeah of course I um I really like to read people and just kind of meet them where they're at and respect what they think right because it's not always right I know people say the client's always right but let's be real sometimes the client isn't right Mm-hmm. And it's my job to explain to them, you know, here's what you're asking for, but here's what I recommend and here's why I recommend it. And whether I can pull case studies from other clients I've worked with or just personal experiences in branding, um, I then, you know, when I can utilize that to just further push home my point and why this is what I would like them to do because it's in their best interest. So it's, it's a little bit of a delicate process because, as you know, as you know, some people want what they want. <laughs> uh, so it's, you know, treading lightly with that respect for what they're coming to the table with, but also using your expertise to guide them in a really, you know, transparent and um, kind way. So, yeah, that's definitely how I incorporate my, my empathy and, um, you know, my ability mm-hmm. to kind of read people. Um, 
And then I also too really gauge what people are comfortable comfortable with as far as communication goes. Do you like come up with something that they would need? Do you suggest, or is it like some set of products that you help them choose with your intuition? Yeah. So I um so initially I like to kind of get a feel for the clients. We have like a kind of a discovery call to see their brand, their mission, where they're where they're coming from. I love getting people's stories because it helps me um better get a feel for what they're looking for. And I try and incorporate that into, you know, their gifting or the items that they do, because if they come to me and say, wow, you know, sustainability is very important to me, or, you know, I meet with them and I see, you know, they reach down and they like pet the dog next to them. Oh, you have a dog. And we start chatting and um, I can incorporate things that are meaningful to them. Um, And, you know, the communication thing I think is really big because I will try and, you know, if someone's more comfortable with like texting or email or call, I, I know people are also different. So um, I kind of create client profiles on each of my clients that I work with in each of the businesses and keep that in my, you know, my brain when I'm working with them. Um, And I do use, you know, my intuition as far as curating the, the presentations. I don't have at this point in time, I've been encouraged to, but I don't yet uh, hold database available for people just to kind of thumb through and find their own things. There's several sites out there that use that. And I think that's where people buy things that they don't need, right? Yeah, it's that that's where a lot of crap. the junky stuff is, right? Exactly. And that Like put a picture of something on your mug or on your, you know, pen. And that's like, I mean, everybody does the same thing. Yeah, that instantaneous mm-hmm. gratification mm-hmm. that I even myself, you know, fall for with that you know I don't I don't do ads I don't do things like that to chase people I really focus on the connections and working with the people that I feel are are best suited to be working with me and my energy and my my passion um and my values which you know some people are like oh like you you know you're turned down money you know and to not work with someone and for me it's not always about the money right that comes when you're doing what you should be doing uh, I really exactly. wholeheartedly believe that and well yeah and that. I mean we're usually especially women entrepreneurs not here for just the money of course we want to get paid of course we want our company to prosper but mostly it's for some mission and I mean this yeah. podcast this conscious coaches on a mission so that is a perfect segue for us to talk about why you do what you do because you're passionate about it and you have a hell of a story yeah. <laughs> in your own um line mm-hmm yeah, of course. So um, I start. I was born in Asuncion, Paraguay, and it was during a dictatorship of, uh, gosh, it was about 35 years, I believe. Two weeks after I was born, Strassner was exiled to Brazil, and that opened up a lot of room for further corruption in the country. And allegedly, um, so many babies were, were trafficked to other countries through mm-hmm. adoption, which isn't uncommon. That's happened in many, many other countries. And honestly, it still happens to this day. Um, and, you know, I have kind of come to terms with if, if that is what happened to me, I've kind of like blessed that and just sent that negative feelings on its way because um, there's many people I know that kind of hold on to that. So I've let that go. And I just focus that I'm here. And I know that I'm here for a reason. And um, I've always been an entrepreneur, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. So it took some time for me to figure out and go through that Mm -hmm. life process of making 
errors and, you know, choosing the wrong jobs and working with the wrong people. Uh, and it actually took a layoff to fully get me out on my own. Um, it, was, it wasn't until that biweekly paycheck was taken from me that I finally saw that it wasn't guaranteed. I truly was an employee at will. And uh, I really didn't like it. <laughs> and when I got laid off, I had my, it was um, a month before I had my first son. So I had a lot of hormones and feelings and fears and uncertainty in my life. And to become a mom um, and then battle Hashimoto's disease, um, not knowing that I was suffering from that. Because people are like, oh, mom brain, this. Like they're writing off that something was really wrong in my body. And I started to do it too and second guess how I was feeling. Um, and at that point, I uh, was healing from the C-section. My husband was working in a different state. I was alone with the baby most of the time. And we did that for about a year. Um, I honestly hit probably my lowest point. And the thing that kind of kept me hanging on was my son, this beautiful baby boy. And then also the consulting, the connecting with people, the, the feeling that I have something here. I don't know what it is. But I am going to try my hardest to, you know, uncover this fossil and figure out what it is, you know, what this gift is that I've been given and how do I share it with people. So it took some time. Um, 2020, I relocated to, to Rhode Island and I decided that in 2020, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to spend 2019 with my son and just planning for my business. And then um, in 2020, I was like, I'm going to go hard with my business. I'm going to share my gifts with so many people. It's going to be great. And then the pandemic happened. Yeah. So I knew no one other than my in-laws in Rhode Island. And it was really hard. And I almost gave up, gosh, so many times because I didn't have the connections here. I didn't have the confidence yet. Um, you know, I was like, who's going to want to work with a mom that has a little baby sitting next to me while I'm on Zoom calls. Like, who 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 was going to want to work with me? Um, and the answer was a lot of people. So I was able to grow my business um, part-time with my son home during the pandemic mm -hmm. in a state where I knew hardly anyone um, to six figures, which I was very proud of. And um, it was really hard. You know, it was hard because I made it hard. And it wasn't until the, the um, you know, 2021, 2022 was when I really started working smarter, not harder, and focusing on those that truly were a good fit for what I was offering. Because I was going after anyone and everyone to start, because I think when you start a business, yeah, you're getting it's a very your common thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you're trying to figure out goes for everything. Yeah, and there's not a guidebook, right? You work for you, you know, you step onto a corporate you know, position and you get like a handbook and you get a welcome package and there's all these, or at least you should get those things. You get these, you know, this hand, this mentorship. And when you work for yourself, you know, you're staring at all of your, you know, not negative qualities, but you know, the, the things that might not excite you, right? Like, Oh, well, maybe, you know, maybe there are a couple flaws that I have that I haven't really, <laughs> you know, I've kind of glazed over a little bit. And it really becomes this inner battle of, you know, 
do I go do the laundry now? Especially when you're working at home. Do I go do the laundry right now? Do I call, you know, a bunch of clients? Do I do some networking? Do I go to this activity? There's no one telling you what to do. And then yeah, it takes a lot a of self-discipline. It does, but there's such beauty and freedom to mm-hmm. that. Um, and I've kind of gone off on a tangent a little bit, but um, mm-hmm. that's how I got here. And it's an ever-evolving process that I'm grateful for because I've been able to spend an abundant amount of time with my boys and, you know, help our family's bottom line. And it's only going better. Actually, this week was the best week I've had in the history of my business. And honestly, I I didn't do much. It was a lot of referral clients coming back and ordering things because I've developed those relationships that at the time in 2020, I thought I was just spinning my wheels. But the right clients stayed with me and the right clients have grown with me. And, you know, the right clients are, it's mutually beneficial, right? Because I love working with them. Uh, Never in my life working have I not had stress. It's crazy. I used to think that was part of the deal, right? Mm -hmm. You work, you have stress. You work, you have those, oh, I have to call this person. Mm -hmm. I have never experience that working for myself with my business Mm -hmm. and it's just I feel like it's such a crazy thing when I talk to other entrepreneurs um they say the same thing that it's just it becomes maybe not easier in like the sense of it being like simple right because there's a lot of you know things that you have to deal with when you're an entrepreneur that you wouldn't working for someone else but in so many other ways, it does become there. There's just this sense of ease and becomes very like fluid. You just sometimes I just know what I'm supposed to do, and I'm like, oh, all right. Well, that just came out of my mouth. <laughs> you know, I've never had this particular predicament before, but I just it's just like I know how to handle anything that's thrown at me. Um, but yeah, it's been pretty awesome. Yeah, and this is sounds like a much more of a fluid kind of a way. Like this is also the same thing that I hear from my clients all the time. Is like, oh my god, I just like living my life. I'm just being me. And yes, of course, yeah. you have to do things in business, but it feels right versus kind of like where you have to push yourself and force yourself and put pressure on yourself. So definitely, yeah. very much relate to that. Now, if we look at where your business is now and what is your vision, like where do you see yourself going? Yeah, so I've thought about this a lot lately now that, you know, I had the the week that I've had because I'm already, I set up end of the year goal and like this week pushed me like halfway to it. So I've just, my mind's blown and um, I I really want to help other women. I work with a lot of women-owned businesses. Um, you know, promo is a, a fun thing because you could do it remotely and you could do it part-time. Uh, that's how I started my business. So I started, th- the wheel started going because I thought maybe, you know, when I get to a position where I could bring on more people, I bring on some, you know, some moms have their kids at home and I train them, you know, because it feels like online shopping. You have this database of all these items and it's finding the right ones. So it's kind of like a puzzle. It's just, I, I love it. So much fun. But to, you know, bring on some women that, you know, vibe with me and, get as excited about it as I do, that could be a great opportunity for them that I'm allowing them to stay home with their kids, have some income and 
do something that's fulfilling because I also give back to the community. That's very important to me because um, I'm considered a social enterprise because I, I do a lot within the community with large nonprofits. Um, we gave away 1,200 art kits. So we worked with a client, helped them win a grant. Mm-hmm. And during the pandemic, all these art programs and just programs in general in the summer were canceled or at low capacity. So these poor, you know, these poor kids like weren't able to continue their learning or they're just, you know, that get that stimulation in the summer. Some of the kids didn't even have crayons at home. So mm-hmm. that was a very sobering experience to work on because, you know, I, I've never not had crayons, right? My mom was a I was always able to have things like that, but there's people realistically that, that don't. So to be able to do that and hand out the bags to the kids was just, gave me so much joy and fulfillment. And, you know, we helped out the client with making that happen. I volunteered my time to get the items together with a group of volunteers. And um, I think that's something that sets us apart from some of my bigger competitors because, you know, we just care about the community. And I think a lot of that stems from my adoption in my past, my story. And yeah, it is my my driving force. And, you know, I, I don't see that ever changing because I feel if I were to change that and become this like cutthroat business person that I wouldn't be happy. And I'd find myself back in that, that corporate rut. Well, um, yeah, and kind of like the whole point that you you well, didn't want to be there, so why would you go well, back? Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> right. So saying, I found that you know that integrity and you know setting my intentions, but making sure that I'm acting on those intentions in not only an ethical way, but a way that's true to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what would you say is the biggest lesson here that you had to learn to get to this place where you're like, yep, I'm never going to go back. I'm going to do it this <laughs> way. I don't care. I mean, I'm going to even turn back money sometimes if it doesn't feel right. And I'm going to stay in integrity. Like all these things that you just said, what was the biggest lesson you had to learn to kind of click into that's my way? It was actually two. I know you said one, but I'm going to be two quickies. Um <laughs> in the moment because the moment doesn't last that's something that I've really taken to heart because in the last few years um I lost a mentor who was about 40 41 um she she passed away from cancer and actually today is her birthday um and one of my clients um his wife who I never met but he talks about her like an angel like he just felt like I knew her just through his words so beautiful um she passed away at 43 from breast cancer a couple weeks ago so hearing things like that it's very um oh gosh it makes me incredibly sad but it also helps me see that nothing's forever so that has been a big lesson to me as you know going into you know like the third year of my business trying to enjoy even the worst moments of my business or you know when an order goes wrong or something happens that's you know I really take that to heart um and I don't remember what the second one was it was great so I guess if (laughs) you want to connect with me I'm sure it will come to my brain later (laughs) well it's important to be present to what is because I think so many times entrepreneurs get stuck in goal setting and I find myself goal setting not actually a valuable thing at all because it sort of sabotages us by making us fixate on how we think it should happen instead of letting the universe have it 
brought to us. So kind of like you need to have an intention, you need to have an idea, you need to give the universe, God, whatever's out there an order. This is what I would like. I placed my order (laughs) and then see, you know, what comes in. So uh, being present is very much a big key of that process. So that's, I mean, that's awesome, Amanda, all the things you were saying, very interesting. And um, a lot of people can probably oh, utilize I your thought of the other one. Oh, what's the second the la- one? I'll be super quick. <laughs> uh, the last one is don't be, don't be afraid of taking risks, calculated risks. Yeah. Um, I recently merged with another company and it ended up not being right for me as a person, at least not in this moment. So I unmerged, which <laughs> weird um and I've had one of my best weeks ever in business so just because you take a risk and it doesn't work out doesn't mean the world explodes sometimes it's a blessing in disguise and it teaches you something that you needed to know and maybe that's just you could do it on your own and that's kind of what it was for me um so that was a huge one that I learned within the last literally month and a half that's been really big and has change the trajectory of my company in a crazy crazy way so that's yeah that's, that's actually sure. a very good point about take a risk and then take a risk again to undo what didn't work because sometimes <clears throat> yeah. so, so many times people feel like well if i took this risk that's it like i'm stuck with this and it's like well no it's kind of a process so <laughs> you can I actually do it had my can... cards read uh, my cards read my tarot card reader comes over once a quarter and she read my cards based on the two scenarios and either way it said that I would be successful and find my way. So I was like, well, what do I have to lose if I take on this new opportunity and it doesn't work out? Because then I just go back, I just go back and do my own thing. And either way, the end result was good. And who knows, maybe if I didn't read my cards, I would have, you know, stewed on it more and let it stress, you know, stress me out. But I listened and I said, I'd rather actually at the end of the other one, if I just continued on my own and ignored the, the opportunity, it said mm-hmm. that I would live with regret. Ah. And that for me is not, not an option. I'd much rather fit. I would call it a fail. I'd much rather, you know, bump my head and have a learning experience than have regret. And that's what makes you a good entrepreneur, because I mean, those are the qualities that are needed in order to succeed. You know, we dive into something that's difficult, we come back up and then we stronger for it, right? Yeah, of course. Thank you so much. So um, how can people find you if they want to work with you? Of course. So I actually have two Instagram. Instagram is probably the best way, but if you don't have Instagram, you could check out my site. Um, It's just at Ocherway on Instagram or um, ocherway.com. And then um, my personal account, which I share a picture of my little boys and just more of my passion is um, amanda.marie.matola. Awesome. So we'll put all those links in the show notes. So if you're interested, definitely click and you'll uh, be able to connect and check her out and what she does and all the details that she posts. So, Amanda, what would be the last piece of wisdom for you to share with the audience? Something that would be like you want to leave them with today. Mm. Uh, Know that you're exactly where you're supposed to be. This is Amanda. Thank you so much for being here. And um, hopefully a lot of people would be interested in what you offer and come to you and 
get to be supported by you and your intuitive ability to help them with their promotional products. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Conscious Coaches on a Mission. If you are a successful coach, mentor, or a healer who would like to be a guest on my podcast, please visit transcensiongate.com slash podcast. Are you the type of person who loves to help? If you got something out of this interview, I would love you to share this episode on the social media. Just take a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Would love for you to shout us out on Facebook and Instagram at Eugenia Oganova. If you know someone who would be a great guest, tag them on the social media and let them know about the show. And please include the hashtag Conscious Coaches on a Mission. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. I'm regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure that you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and the guests. It means a lot. Want to know more? Go to my website, transcensiongate.com, to advance your consciousness and scale your business in a sustainable way using wealth energetics and soul design. And join my Facebook group called High Ticket Clients Energetics for Spiritual Coaches. Thank you so much for being here, and I'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.